So how do you create your dream business that creates generational wealth for you and your family and fulfills your true calling and purpose in life and do what you truly love and make the world a better place without feeling burnt out or sacrificing that special time with your family and friends? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, I'm Elena Dacus and I'm a founder and CEO of BossyHills.com. And every week I will bring you insights to answer that question. Hey, in this episode, um, it's very special. I'm speaking to Natasha Lair, who is a sales coach for female coaches. Um, and we really go deep into how to attract those high ticket clients, why it's something that you need to be thinking in your coaching and expert business and how to set it up in the right way. We also talk about energetics and what does it mean to have female and male energy in your business and in yourself. So this is a conversation full of value. We had a lot of fun. We found out that we are neighbors, her dog joined the scene and it was just sensational. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Natasha. It was in such a pleasure to have you here today on Bossy Hills podcast. I'm so excited. I know it's going to be extremely value-packed conversations for our audience. So before we start, uh, I'd love you to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your story and your business. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so the brand and I have rebranded into Natasha Leia. It is, uh, Leia is not my actual name, um, but I just felt like it kind of symbolized and um, embodies what I'm trying to put out there. Leia obviously is derived from Lioness, which is this like beautiful kind of harmony of, of masculine energy, of this relentless thirst and also femininity, you know, uh, how lions kind of, uh, prance around in such a beautiful way and I am a sales and a business coach and I help female entrepreneurs scale to now 80k plus months like as my clients start to get more and more results my promise uh quote unquote also becomes bigger first it was 20k now my clients are hitting consistent 70 80k so that's where I go to I don't just pluck numbers out of thin air these are actual validated results. So what I'm known for, and the majority of the people that I work with are female coaches, but I also have online service providers, consultants. But what I'm really known for is helping women uh, have high cash months using simple strategies and also high ticket sales. I help people that want to do lower ticket sales programs, but that's not my forte. So every time someone comes into my world, I am very honest about the fact that I like to structure businesses around high ticket sales and then incorporate some lower ticket sales just to introduce people into your world. Um, but besides simple strategies, and I've created a model called Simple is Best Model, um, I also focus a lot on this duality and harmony between masculine and feminine energies, hence the name Leia, um, hence the kind of um, inspiration. Obviously, I'm Greek from Greek goddesses um, that, again, I think embody this beautiful balance, you know, like these Greek goddesses don't claim to be the perfect person. They have this desire to succeed, but also enjoy the finer things in life. They enjoy the flow. Um, in terms of background, all my background has been in sales. I was in a very corporate background, corporate sales background, 
in a very Wolf of Wall Street type environment um, where if you didn't hit your sales goal or if you didn't make any sales that month, they would line you up and hand you donuts that represented like a big zero. So very masculine focused. Um, then I got headhunted to be a sales trainer. And then I was like, screw this. Why am I doing this for someone else? I can do this for myself. So this is how I got to where I am now. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's dive into why high ticket. Like why? Because I, I obviously I'm a, like, a big believer of high ticket, but I'd love to kind of hear your perspective is why you think high ticket is so important, why people should be thinking about high ticket and really, you know, how to think about attracting their right high ticket clients. Of course, I think high ticket, like the beauty of high ticket, and I say this all the time to all my clients, it takes the same amount of energy for you to sell something that's $9 than to sell something that's $9,000. So the return on investment is much higher from your side of like from your point of view, but also from your client's point of view, I feel like on a whole, and this is a generalization, but it's been proven, I've done my research, people that invest more seem to get better results because they seem more committed, they seem more focused and high ticket clients normally exhibit different behaviors to lower ticket clients. There's more accountability, uh, there's a a larger thirst um, and also when you invest into something high ticket, you become an energetic match for people investing in you, high ticket as well. So there's so many different reasons, but it's just something that's worked for me. It's something that's working for all my clients. And I just think the impact that high ticket sales has on both you and also your clients is so much larger. There is such a huge direct correlation between someone who invests in my high ticket program and their results. Yeah, I agree. And also there's a level of kind of commitment. It's not even necessarily investment in you. It's like themselves investing in themselves. Exactly. And also like saying yes to that dream. What it actually means is like they're doing it. They're, they're not dabbling. They're not just trying to see if it's going to work out. And then they move on to some some sales on Amazon or other thing. They're almost like that's, that's commitment to themselves and their business. They're like they're making it happen. They're investing. They're doing it. And of course, they're also going to be implementing the strategies that you advise them to to do i think that's the important bit isn't it exactly exactly that's what i mean by like level of accountability it's like everything changes like your whole being your whole energy changes when you invest in something high ticket like you are more committed you do hold yourself more accountable you hold yourself to a higher standard and also energetically the game changes you know you're you're living mm. in abundance you're not living in scarcity and and you know some people are not very woo and not very spiritual which i totally get and i'm not like the most spiritual person in the world but when you see it happen you truly start to believe it you know when i invested yeah. in my coach i invested $25,000 this year in her and you know like just like that my business booms it, it, there is there's no way to kind of explain it or to describe it, but your energy changes. And that's yeah. what you start attracting. And when you said to me, like, what is the best way to attract high ticket clients? That is one of the ways. One of the ways is to work on like your inner game. Uh, one of the ways is to display the behaviors that you want your clients to be to display. I always say like you're a mirror to your clients. The, be, the be behaviors you have are the behaviors that you will attract in your clients. If you're someone who 
you know, invest in themselves and someone who doesn't have that fear around investing in themselves. And you're going to attract people that exhibit that same behavior. If you're someone who cheers people on and, and shares people's, you know, um, posts and, and makes people feel like great and doesn't live in that fear of, oh, if I post this, like, will my audience like that person more than me? Then you're going to also attract people that are like that. And that's why when I post, when I uh, show up, I show up with full abundance, with full energy, because that's the type of person I want to attract. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting what you say about energetics, because I think that's going to be, you know, for some people listening, this is going to be a new concept. This is going to be a new way of thinking. But I think it's so, so important because there's some level of freedom, isn't it? When you invest, like when you've spent 25 grand, it's like when you invest, there's some level of freedom. There's some level of belief in your business and your kind of claim for that's just the norm. Exactly. And I think exactly. this is what people don't get. They think, well, um, you know, they're really thinking, well, can I invest 24? That's a lot of money. What else can I be spending it on? They're really kind of keeping themselves stuck in this really low way of thinking, isn't it? It's they're so thinking, true. Well, it's like they're kind of keeping themselves and not really making the decision from a place of this is just the start. I'm going to be able to multiply this money so, you know, amazingly well. Um, yeah, I think it's just it's a different era. I think energetically, it's a completely different way of being, isn't it? For sure. And if you want to reach that next level of financial like identity, you also need to up-level your identity. And I think that's what people don't really understand. But you're absolutely right. There is that level of I'm taking like my business seriously. You know what I mean? Like, and, and if you think about it, and this is why I say it, when people are on sales calls with me, like I have a very specific way of running sales calls. And when they're on sales calls with me and I've sensed some hesitation, I always say to them, like, I do not want you to invest in me if you're not 150% right, because I'm not here to make someone feel good about their investment. I'm here to help you triple, quadruple, 10 times your investment. One of my clients came to me back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, do not invest in me unless you're 100% sure. One day she was like, I'm ready to go. 9K investment has made a hundred grand in 70 days. And it's the same for my other client, Rosie, same thing. Back and forth, back and forth. I was like, again, when you're ready, you will know. Come to me, nine grand investment, 35K in seven weeks. Do you see what I mean? So there's such, it's so important for me that my clients only invest in me when they feel good about Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important. I think that's really important. I'm sure when you kind of invested in your coach, you know, you just, you know, you were like, okay, I'm not ready now. But then there was a day when you're like, I'm doing it. Like you knew about probably her program. You knew she was doing it. And you were like, you know, and you get to the place where you're doing it. You probably didn't even need any clarifications. You were like, I'm in it. That's the way that I, that I buy though. Like I send someone's energy and I'm ready. Like I don't, I'm not like a shopper. You know what I mean? I don't Mm. shop around. I find someone, I follow them for like a week or so. I see what they're putting out there. Normally I see lives or stuff that they're saying. I don't really focus on someone's program. I don't care about someone's program, uh, like a product suite. I don't really care about their results either. I care more about the results that they are getting for their clients. And I also care about the way they're showing up. So with my coach, I was like, I know this woman is the right person for me. And I was absolutely right. And 
when I made the investment, I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go for it. 25K, yeah, whatever. Let's just do it. And I always say to people, like, you need to sell in the same way that you like to buy. So if I Mm -hmm. bought, because I energetically was a match with my coach because I loved her content and I loved her lives, I am going to also sell in that way. I'm going to be full of energy. I'm also going to go on lives, you know, like... Like I get a lot of people that come to me and they say, Tash, like, I don't want to sell on sales calls. I only want to sell in the DMs, but can we get on a call so that I can buy from you? Like I can see what your programs are. And I'm like, do you see that that's not adding up? Like I do sales calls. I love them. But don't tell me you want to sell in the DMs and you believe in selling in the DMs if you're asking me to get onto a sales call. Do you see what I mean? So interesting. Yeah. You have to believe it yourself. Yeah, how to kind of believe the process yourself to run it. That's interesting, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. But I think content yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think the the good thing about it, you're going to attract the people that you like to work with. You like the people the way kind of the match to you, isn't it? That it's a really nice experience because if you're attracting lots of logical buyers who like to, you know, test and kind of verify every single tick, you know, it's not going to be a pleasant experience for either of you because you just, you know, it's not a right vibe. And the energetic vibe, I think we've just mentioned is super powerful, isn't it? How actually you do need to have kind of energetic connection with your mentor, or your coach, because... Yeah, I think it's important, isn't it, for you to kind of to gel, isn't it? Um, of course. And I, I always think to myself, like, I feel like you will find a coach that's a forever coach for you. Because they're always going to be steps ahead of you. And if you find that person, it's almost like finding a soulmate. You know what I mean? It's like if you find that person that just gets you, guides you, pushes you, empowers you doesn't mother you anymore and kind of just knows you why are you then gonna go take that and go to another coach like I have found the coach that I want to work with for the rest of time you know what I mean like why would I go and And she she knows you exactly she knows my whole journey so if I wanted something specific on funnels or something specific on human design or something like that yeah I do like a digital course um and maybe that will change who knows but I don't believe in this like every three months like chopping and changing and going to a different coach unless it's someone that's not working with you which is the ultimate reason why I created this four-step process my simplest best process is so that I can vet my clients so well that only clients that are 150% sure they want to work with me filter through to a sales call you know it's a rigid Mm. process they go through but that means that it's the masculine process they go to. But that means that when we get onto a sales call, I can run my sales call completely in feminine energy, which is what I vibe with most. Wow. Wow. So what's the difference? Like, let's talk about energy. Like, how would you define this masculine? How do you differentiate between the two? And how do you kind of consciously say, well, actually, we're now going through this very masculine process and then they're going to be more of a feminine. How do you, how do you, how do you differentiate between the two processes? Well, the masculine energy and the masculine energy driven activities are like the systems and the structures, you know, it's like the doing energy. And then the feminine is the flow. It's like the being energy when you're just being you're present in the moment, right? So that's like the easiest way to kind of differentiate that. And I feel like you can do any activity in the world, either in your masculine or your feminine, you know, I can create 
copy in my feminine or my masculine. I could have a sales call in my masculine or my feminine. I could create a sales page in my masculine or feminine. It really depends on on the way that you want to do it in that particular moment. But as a whole, the structures that I put in place, so the the, the four-step process, for example, the first step is like content creation. I have a very, very different way of doing content to most people. That I will either do uh, in my feminine or my masculine. The second step is my application form. Again, that is a masculine structure, but I actually encourage people to do it in their feminine energy. The next stage is the sales call. And the sales call, again, can be done in feminine energy just because I vetted people so, so well, like in the build up to this sales call, which I know when they get onto a sales call with me, the chances are they're going to sign up. I've had one person apply through my application form and not sign up out of every single person in the last year or or say nine months, one person. Just because I, I make it so, I almost like put people off wanting to work with me. It's like obstacles. How can I make it as hard as possible so that when someone actually filters through and I get onto a call with them, I'm like, okay, they know it. And this is why I always say like, I never get the money objection ever because I've done everything in place. So when we get on the sales call, I never even have to deal with that. Yeah, and also you don't waste a lot of time because I think a lot of coaches, a lot of people waste so much time on the discovery calls that end to nothing. Or so much time on anything in their business. Like some of my clients say to me, Tash, I'm so busy all the time. And I'm like, how? Write down for me. Please break down what it is you do on your daily, on, on, on a daily basis because I'm coaching all day, every day and I'm busy. But what else are you doing? Like, what other things do you have to do? Like, this is how simplified my processes are, that I'm just like, how are you busy? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And what what about content? Like, I know the way you, you structure your content is different, and I love how you kind of what you put out on Instagrams. And I think you can really sense your personality. And I feel like people really get to know you after they watch lives, etc. So I just love you to talk about how you think about content and strategy around it. I think... Your content needs to be reflective of who you're trying to speak to and who you're trying to call in. So when I was in the infancy of my business, I was helping new coaches set up their businesses and make sales. I was doing a lot of value adding educational content. Now that I work with people that are already at about 5k and that are looking to get to 100k, um, like my clients are, the content changes. It becomes more authority positioning. I express my ideas. I express what I stand for in this business. I talk about causes that I support. Uh, I really put across my values, the person I am, the morals that I have, the energy I have. Um, I create activating content, which shows people how I actually coach. Sometimes I do lives, but with real-time coaching, so people can see what I'm like in the flow. For me, my whole brand is, is simplicity and energy. So if you go onto my post, you'll see the same comment is always written. Wow, your energy is fire. Wow, next level energy. And that is when I know that I'm doing something right. You know, the content that I create is the same content all the time. But that's what people want to see. They want to see the same thing from you. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and so, it's your brand, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. People think that they need to create content 
in a million different ways and a hundred pieces of different content. But no, you need to speak into the same thing all the time and be known for something. And actually, yeah. um, the freebie that I've created is around this content. It's around the different types of content you can use. There's seven different types, in my opinion, right? And I use some more than others. I don't want to have the, here are five things that you can do to grow your business because I feel like I'm attracting a different type of, of audience that potentially needs a bit more handholding. And there's no shame in that. I started doing that, but that's not what lights me up anymore. You know, if someone came to me and they were a new coach and they had like the best attitude in the world, I would work with them, no doubt. But that's not who I'm trying to call in actively. I'm trying to call someone in who's like, you know what? I have a fuck yeah attitude. I'm, I've got a, a fire lit up under my ass. Like I'm ready to go. I want this so bad. And I am one to sell in the same way that you like to sell Tash, which is through my energy, which is through my lives, which is through my content and using simple strategies so that I can be out, you know, at Bishop's Park, like living my best life and, and chilling with my dog and doing whatever it is that I want to do. That's the life yeah. I want to create. And I've worked backwards to see what I need to implement to have that life. Yeah, and I think that's powerful. There's some people sometimes miss. They don't miss. They miss this working backwards process. You know, they kind of end up not kind of you know go, you know going on a path, but not thinking intentionally, strategically around right. Where's that path taking me? What is it that my end destination needs to look like? And actually work backwards, which is what you're doing. And so it's re- really really powerful actually, because you then don't end up in a place that you don't want to be at. You know, working with clients that you dislike. <laughs> Well, there's nothing worse, right? There's, there's actually nothing worse than working with a client that doesn't light you up because you're not only, you know, resentful, but you're also doing them a disservice. It's not fair on the client either. And also like we create these businesses and we start our businesses for freedom. If you ask anyone mm. why they started their, their business, it's actual physical freedom, financial freedom, creative freedom, it's freedom, right? So if we become, you know, um, if we change our or replace our nine to five corporate desk chain with a nine to five chain of our business, what is the point of starting a business? We started these businesses for freedom. Why are we compromising that? Why are we overworking? You know what I mean? People yeah, have this totally. unhealthy relationship with, with time. I was having this conversation with one of my friends. He's a banker and very, very corporate guy. And he was like, um, people don't understand the meaning of working hard. And I was like, what does working hard mean? You know what I mean? Does it mean working 16 hours or does it mean working three hours super, super focused and committed? People have this weird, skewed relationship with time. Totally, totally. And I think, you know, especially banking is a great example of that. You know, where there actually it's not necessarily about productivity. It's about being seen being seen, being productive, chained to your desk. And I think, you know, in a way people kind of inherit this belief. People have this belief inside of them. They think, I feel satisfied by my day. I feel that I have achieved something because I worked hard. For me, that's personally, I think as for you, your values, it's really it's definition of failure. <laughs> I have two children myself and I've been there where I've been burnt out, working crazy hours and I was extremely miserable. 
Like that's not the life I want. Okay. I think no women want that. Um, but I think it's a belief, isn't it? Like this idea of success, the idea of this kind of weird way of believing. And um, yeah, I think the bank is a great example of that. Yes, they're making a lot of money, but they have no life. One hundred percent. And I was like, the whole time I was thinking, because he was like, hard work equals money. And I was thinking, hmm, I'm, I would drop the money card here because I work like three hours a day, four hours, maybe six hours max. And I know I make more money than you. But I was like, when they go low, we go high. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Totally, totally, totally. Do not even engage in that conversation. But also, yeah, they're just they're just not going to understand it. Sadly, do you also feel like I'm sure you you feel like this way? Like we didn't really know before we went into the coaching industry. Like I'm surrounded by these thought leaders, like trailblazers, like people that are having such a big impact. I probably thought the same before I joined this industry. But we're evolved people. You know, when you read, when you're around these people, you know, I didn't know any of this stuff. But now I look at, you know, a mirror almost to what I used to be. And I'm like, ah, I wish I could just shake you and show you there's so much more to life than working super, super hard in terms of long hours. I don't mean like committed and focused, but like work appearing to work long hours. There's there's so much more to life and it's so not really money or anything like that it's the impact isn't it i think this is it i feel like this world especially this feminine i feel like it's a female movement in a way it i really almost is. think of it as a female underground movement that you know this is just like this power trailblaze underneath it and people look you know they're not even aware of this movement happening um because you're right like on a mindset on expansion level on the wealth creation freedom and impact it's just it's beyond belief but unless you're in it unless you're part of this movement unless you're part of this wave you cannot experience it that's is why it's so powerful people it's it the power of it is incredible it's, it's life changing minds i think the biggest thing is the fact that it just opens your mind to so many more possibilities that you really need to be part of this movement <laughs> I agree. I love that female underground movement. I love that. I'm going to write a post about that today. That's awesome. Because, yeah, you think about this kind of this male and I guess masculine environment that thinks is kind of dominating and thinks of position of power. But actually, at the same time, there is even bigger force happening underneath it that's perhaps quieter, a little bit more silent, but so much stronger and so much more expansive. It's it's hugely impactful. And you know what? They're guys that are in this ride too. There are guys that are feeling like ascended and evolved and stuff like that. But you like all together, I think we can have this massive impact, but I just feel like people in the corporate, regardless really of whether a female or or not, or, or male are, they don't know what they don't know. And it's, I'm just like, ah, I wish that, I could shake you a little bit or talk to you about these things. And and some people are super open to it. I've had some incredible conversations with some of my friends that are in sales, that are in, you know, in corporate, in banking, in um, law, that are so open to these concepts. But then you get some people that don't want to, you know, there's almost right. a resistance. You can't help everyone, can you? 
No, and I think it's right in a way. You know, why do people start their business? They start the business because there's something inside, something inside that's either feeling that there's more to life, a, a calling, a something, a burning desire, isn't it? A burning desire inside where they become open to change, they become open to possibilities, they open to other books, you know, podcasts, webinars, and this is how they step into it. Um, and this is why I guess some of the, your friends, they're open, you know, something inside of them calling them for more. They know what they currently mm-hmm. have is not them. This is not enough. This is not the full life they envisage for themselves. Um, exactly. But yeah, some people are just not meant for that. And that's okay too. Well, everyone's on their own path. And, and maybe it'll take some people longer than others. And we're here to be here for when they're ready and not impose anything on anyone. Like you, no yeah. one will change unless they want to change or be open unless they want to be open. And that's the beauty. It took me 30 years to be open to the same thing, you know, and that was due to my circumstances. But who knows if COVID, for example, hadn't happened, maybe I would still be thinking the same thing, that the way forward is to become, you know, a high level employee in a business or to work super hard and be the hardest working person in in corporate. But I'm blessed in a way that everything unraveled the way it, it, it it did, you know, the universe will always unfold in the way that it was always meant to. Always, always. But I guess one thing just to say on that, because I think a lot of people will be listening to that. And one challenge I know a lot of my clients and people I work with face is that they're in this journey. They're part of this movement. They feel inspired. They're like engaged. But unfortunately, their family is not where they are. You know, their family, friends, neighbors do not get it, do not support it, think they're crazy. Um, so that is a challenge. And that is a challenge. How do you maintain balance and how to actually work with that? And I think, I'd lo- do you have you ever experienced anything like that? How, what's, what are your thoughts around this? To be honest, my family was super, super supportive. Um, but I had set myself in a way that I felt secure and safe. You know, I didn't quit my job until I had six months of savings in the bank and I was ready. And, and because of my sales experience, I actually got up and running in the space of like 14 days. I had like 20 clients in 14 days, lower ticket, not high ticket, but I was making enough to cover my corporate salary, to cover my bills and stuff like that. So if, but, but what you do see And what is unfortunate is the people that are not your real friends, you will part ways, you know, as you evolve, if people aren't evolving at the same pace as you, and normally when you're in this industry, when you run your own business, your evolution is accelerated. If people can't match that and you either make the decision to say, hey, listen, I need to put you to the side or you just don't talk to them about it. I have friends that are so interested in my business and want to know more. And then I have friends that I know when I'm with you, I'm here to have fun with you. I'm here to hang out. We can talk about guys. We can talk about life. Some other friends that are like, we go to the cinema together or other friends that you do play tennis together. Everyone plays almost like a different role in your life. And this is why I love this industry so much. And this is why I love having and holding containers is that ultimately your biggest fans, your biggest support system outside of your family is going to be each other. We are honestly each other's best support system. I couldn't do it without my like business sisters, my online, some of my 
online sisters are actually some of my best friends, even though I haven't met them, which sounds nutty, but no one understands unless they're in the same position. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I just, yeah, I think it's absolutely right. It's like this kind of this circle, you know, this female supportive circle. And I think you have to help them. And I think that's what beautiful is like this collaboration, helping each other rise. I think that's what I love about this, this energetically. Like there's no ever, never ever competition because you only attract people that are attracted to you as a person. And I think this kind of idea of supporting each other and rising and helping each other is so beautiful. And you're right. I think this is, um, yeah, I think this is the biggest support circle is your kind of online sure. business community. It's I mean, so collaboration, powerful. what you just said there, the word collaboration, I think is the future. You know, I'm collaborating with a friend of mine now. She's also a business coach. Uh, we're running retreats together. We are running a sales intensive together. Um, collaborating with other people in the industry, going live, doing podcasts like this collaboration is the future right now so you're either in it or you're not and I know a lot of people because a lot of people in my world as well um like they they feel this kind of scared feeling almost to collaborate or you know to to like share something or to be in this abundance I've had people say to me that they feel almost like resentment for other people's success But if you do feel like that, it just means that you have to do a little bit of work within you. It means that there's something within you you have to heal because once that's healed, this new kind of realm of possibilities and abundance is becomes available to you. Everyone has been in a position where they've looked at someone else's results and been like, did you really make that? Or looked at someone and been like, oh, it's so annoying. Why does this person keep making sales? But that's normally right at the beginning of your career. And it's normally when you don't have that self-worth, you know, mm. as you continue to work on your confidence, your self-worth and understand that truly there is abundance in the world. There's so many people and there's this is one of, if not the fastest growing industry out there, that when you detach from these feelings of bitterness and you actually celebrate people and look at someone's success as something to look forward to and something that's possible for you too, you'll see how much that changes. You know what I mean? So true. So true. So true. And I think it is beautiful. It's indeed it's seeing someone's success as an example. It's a motivation. It's celebration, isn't it? But I think also for me, when the beautiful thing that kind of motivates me and my purpose in life is general, just helping women become wealthier, more purpose driven, more, more just fulfilled in their life. So any example of women being wealthy, happy and fulfilled, I feel for me, that's like the ultimate celebration of it. And anything that we can do in our way to support that, whether through clients or anyone else, uh, I think this is what it's all about, ultimately. I definitely Um, agree with you. I definitely, there's someone, I always say like, am I the best coach in the whole world? Probably not. But am I the best for the people I attract? I truly do believe it. So there might be three other coaches that are way better than me, but they might not vibe. Melanie Ann Lair is a better coach than me, undoubtedly, but I am the right coach for the person that I am coaching. She might not be able to have the same impact for the the needs and the requirements that my clients have right now, which is more high impact, more high touch. 
You know what I mean? So we each individually might not be the best coaches out there, but we're the best for the people that we, we attract getting someone from zero grand a month, like struggling in their business to a hundred K. I feel like I've done a pretty damn good job that someone else might not, even if they are a better coach and they've been in the industry for a lot longer, the right people come into your world at the right time. Totally. Totally. And let's talk about things like when you look back, what things that you wish you did differently, one of mistakes you see people make that perhaps we can share that will be helpful for people to think about and avoid? So interesting. Mistake that I made or mistake that I see people making? Both. I think both. The mistakes that you've made, mistakes you see happening that you wish people didn't. Yeah. I'll start with a mistake that I feel like people make. And the mistake that I feel people make, there's a few. But one that irks me more than anything is people thinking, like people not trusting that their ideas are good enough. I see a lot of people, you know, my, my clients sometimes send me screenshots of people that have taken stuff that I have said, like copy paste. And I'm like, I understand why you do that is because you don't feel secure in yourself. But authenticity is truly the most important thing in this business. I could take some uh, coaches stuff and try and deliver it. I'm never going to deliver it in the way they have because they created it. And it's the same thing for other people. They can try and take some of my, my content word for word and try and deliver it. They're never going to do it in the same way. And also you then are not being true to yourself. So you're also not attracting clients that are your perfect energetic match. So you're not going to get them good results. Like it's as simple as that. If you are working with people that you don't vibe with, you're not going to get them results. And then it causes this really kind of twisted loop of resentment and lack of results. And ultimately as coaches, like our success is dictated by the results we get our clients. When you become this energetic match for your clients, bam, it's unlimited success because they're self-led. They, every word that you say, they hang on every word. You know what I mean? So the biggest mistake I see people making out there is trying to be someone that they're not, you know, and maybe that's something that I kind of went through as well when I was, when I was starting out. The biggest mistake that I made was at the beginning, I treated it a little bit as a hobby instead of a business, you know, for the first few months. And and I was like dabbling, I was in and out a little bit. I didn't, I, it took me a while to be like, wow, this is actually what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I think when the penny dropped and I was like, hey, listen, I'm so addicted to this right now. There's no way I will ever, ever work in corporate again that's when everything shifted. Wow. Wow. That's powerful, isn't it? It's like level of commitment, decision, isn't it? And I think this is what happens. And I think we're kind of circling back, isn't it? And that's what happens because when people use something that's low ticket, that's free, is that they're still trying, they're dabbling. And really a decision point where they, this is it, like this is my thing for the rest of my life. That actually commitment, a decision to invest in a coach that feels energetically right to you is the right way forward. And it's only up from there. That's actually beautiful. And um, Malik, what would you do differently? Like if you were to start now from scratch, how would you go about this now? 
I would always invest in a coach and I would trial and error, like no fear attached. I think I actually did that quite well when I was going into this. There was zero fear. There was zero level of scarcity. You know, I actually hit a bump maybe like six to eight months into my business. At the beginning, I was like, bam, this is so easy. I was making left, right, and sales left, right, and center because there was no fear. There was no scarcity. There was, it was just like, let's do it. Let's show up the way I want to and, and, and let's see how it goes. But about six to eight months into the business, right? That's when I was like, I started to question it a little bit. It's almost like when we nail something, we kind of like freak at some point. We're like, we freak out and we overcomplicate it. And then you have to kind of remind yourself to keep things simple. So I think that's what it is. What I would do things differently is I would stop like fretting over having a website or looking at what someone else is doing and saying, oh my God, they have a freebie. I need one too. Like you're be on your own lane on your own path and keep things simple put all the energy into content and your brand don't put it into things that won't drive sales you know Totally. By the way, we just have a, we've got dog appearance in the Natasha's. There she is. cutie dog in the world. Oh, ah, she's getting groomed tomorrow. She's very excited. Woo-hoo. Oh, she's so cute. This is the kind of dog I want. This is the kind of dog my children want desperately. She's perfect. Well, one day since we're neighbors, we just found out we live about two minutes away from each other in London. You can take her and your kids can play with her. <laughs> oh, we would love that. She's just so cute. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, absolutely adore that. Absolutely adore that. Yeah, no, I think this is important. I think what you also mentioned here that's really key and I really want people to hear it is this idea that actually when you started, you had sort of natural flow, your natural flow, your fearlessness. And I think people have this, isn't it? They begin and something really works for them. It's part of their natural strength. And then they somehow change that, (laughs) do something really different. Actually looking back and thinking, well, what is it that works for you? That's individual strength. That's something that comes easily. You didn't have to be you didn't have to spend a lot of effort on it and it just was effortless that's your probably area of genius that's your big strength and actually don't stop that even if you are learning a new strategy don't just completely reinvent your whole style keep what's natural what's effortless because i see it's so true like when it works keep doing it it's as simple as that keep things super simple Every live I do, I'll generate one high ticket sale without fail and inquiries. So why am I going to stop that? One of my lives generated $30,000. Why am I going to stop doing that? You know what I mean? Like, it's just keep doing what lights you up. And I wouldn't do it if it didn't light me up as well. But obviously, because it does light me up so much, people sense that. So if you don't like doing reels, for example, don't do them just because someone has said that they're good for you. You know what I mean? If you um, don't buy from sales pages, which I never do, I will never look at someone's sales page and be like, oh, I really want to buy this. I look at their lives and their energy. Then don't waste your time creating one. And if you really need one, outsource it. Because if you don't love creating these techie things, it's actually going to like literally bleed you dry. Show up and keep your energy, maintain your energy for the things that you love. For me, that's being in people's faces, being visible. For someone else, it might be copy. For someone else, it might be masterclasses. Whatever it is, continue to do that. Guest expert sessions. 
every time I go on to a guest expert session, someone will reach out to me and say, I want to work with you. So why am I not going to do more of that? You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. Like guest expert sessions been incredible for my business. Um, like speaking engagements is a really exactly. big thing. First of all, I love it. Like I would do it like for free. I absolutely adore it. Like, of course, we run a summit earlier this year. I am headlining the summit next year. And I love, love it. it. Like that's just, you know, I absolutely adore it. Um, and there's a lot of business that comes from it. But I think this is what you said is for some people, this would be like their worst nightmare. <laughs> and exactly. that's okay. For them, blogging could be a way to find their your zone of genius and they will bring a lot of business into their world. They love writing blogs, they're writing beautiful stories, email marketing, all sorts. That, that's you know perfectly viable, incredible way to bring a lot of business in. But yeah, don't do something that's going to kill your soul. For sure, because then it's not authentic and we go back into that loop of attracting people that you actually don't vibe with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like there's so many ways to build a business and this is this is like authority position content so when I write content I'll be like who is your coach to tell you that you need a website that you need to dm don't dm launch don't launch evergreen not you know what I mean what is with this cookie cutter approach as a coach you need to know the thing that works for you but you also need to be able to coach people on different things like do I believe in launching no, I don't launch. I don't do open close. Maybe I will for something specific, lower ticket, but for my for my high ticket programs, I don't launch. But can I help my clients launch? Of course I can, right? Of course I can, but I don't put it out there. I have the way that works for me. But if someone wants to launch, am I there to tell them launching doesn't work and it's not the way forward? No, you know, like yeah, no one totally. should impose anything on someone else. That's like imposing almost like your insecurities on someone and your own like projecting your own fears on someone. Totally. And talking about projecting your own fears, how would you have any practices for mindset? What's your kind of mindset journey practicing? What is it that you do um, to kind of put you in the best state and the best position? Because I feel like your mindset is incredible. And I think that's one (laughs) of the things like your energy is incredible. You're extremely powerful and you're just really high vibrational, isn't it? So do you have any mindset practices? There is a few things that I do. Like there is, when I get go on live or when I go onto things like this, even if I feel shit, I have an alter ego. Natasha Leia is my alter ego. This is not the person that I am, like so high vibe. I like to chill, watch TV with my puppy. You know what I mean? I like to go for walks and play tennis. Like, but when I need to show up, I realize, hey, listen, this is my business. This is everything to me. So the alter ego is like Sasha Fears and Beyonce, you know, like she goes on there and she's like, Whew. it's like, her but it's a next level her so that always kind of puts me in this energy I'm not going to do anything half-assed because I Mm. want to attract people that are not going to do anything half-assed if I show up I'm not 100% people will know this so I always switch there's a state where I'm like on off on off and it's still me but it's this next level energy And in the morning, one of my clients actually messaged me today saying, hey, what's your morning routine? Honestly, it's so flowy. I wake up in the morning. First thing I do is I put my meditation on, which is Harry Potter, right? The Harry Potter audiobooks for me 
are like meditations. I don't listen to meditations or anything like that. All I do is I put Stephen Fry, Harry Potter on. That calms me down. It regulates my nervous system. I do some gratitude because honestly, the feeling is the best where I just say like three things that I'm grateful for. And that's it. I go to the gym, grab a coffee, take my dog for a, uh, uh, for a walk. It's nothing elaborate. Some people will meditate. Some people won't. All I want to do is listen to my body and see how I feel. If I feel mm. I need to do some breath work that morning, I'll do it. If I feel like I'm ready to go full of energy and I can just get out the house, I'll do it. There's nothing rigid about love it. my routines. I love it. So amazing, Natasha. It's such a great, I think it's just been amazing to connect with you. So and tell you. people where they, where they can find you. What else have you got happening right now that's exciting? And if they want to delve into your world, where should they start? So best place to find me is always Instagram. My Instagram handle is I am Natasha Leia, L-E-Y-A. And then everything I have on offer is on my LinkedIn bio. The main things right now that I'm offering, obviously my freebies, seven different types of content to sell out without the launch process. Um, Second thing I'm running right now is a sales intensive, 30 day intensive with my friend Cara. That's been absolutely amazing. The girls on there have already in, I don't know how many days has it been now? 12, is it 13 days, 14 days in December have already hit six figures plus, which has been phenomenal. We're also going to be running a retreat. Um, so if anyone's interesting, they can just DM me about retreat. It's going to probably be in Mykonos in Greece. So we're really looking forward to that. Champagne, business strategy, living our best lives in the sun. And the final thing is my application for my one-to-one mentorship, which is like the creme de la creme of my product suite. Amazing. And we'll leave some links in the description of this podcast. So definitely go delve into Natasha's world. This is, yeah, very, you're very special. And yeah, I'm just so <laughs> yeah. glad we are connected and we're neighbors. And yeah, I know. <laughs> we're definitely going to do a puppy walk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Cheers. Hello. Take care.